Hello, I'm DM Don. Welcome to episode 50 of the Bros and Dragons podcast, the final installment of season two. Sit back and relax as I take you out of your reality and into my nightmarish dream world. Welcome to the Bros and Dragons podcast. Today, we will be following the final adventures of... John Sika, and I play Alicia Fargo, a female human rogue. Tom Benson, I play Xandro, a male wood elf ranger. Keith Ross, I play Captain Martin Firewell, a human male barbarian. Let us adventure on. As you're walking around, you realize that there's a lot of people here. Goblins, werewolves, you see Morthos again, you see Dafina. Waddle over where the orc kind of courted themselves off, and you can tell they're anxious. They've started a fighting pit, and people are taking bets, and there's a lot of commotion going on here. It almost looks like the time you went to their city and their democratic way of doing life kind of same thought process. Chairs being thrown punches but it looks more jovial i'll go up to him when we get there do what you do best with with all our hearts and all our blades we will kill the demons and everybody cheers behind him i'm going to cast a spell to slow them down hopefully so make your men aware that the ground might be spiked i'll spread the word sir sleep well i'll reach out my hand to shake his hand he'll grab your hand and now your shake is way fiercer He's almost surprised. Find find a little strength lately there, Zandro? Hopefully, we'll need it. And he laughs at you, but he doesn't headbutt you because he knows better. <laughs> and I'll turn and leave. Your night goes well. Martin, trying to find Alicia, knows exactly where to go. Meets up in the food tent. Queen surveying her people from a distance with Zariah by her side. And it's just you two on, like, the small hilltop. You seem to get away. Only your captain of the Queen's Guard, Eric, is with you in her own head right now and silent and quiet and contemplating, looking out over top of all the people who have come to fight and feeling an overwhelming feeling of brotherhood and slight optimism at what we face. And Zariah is just sitting there holding your arm with her head on your shoulder. And it dawns on you that maybe in the history of all mankind, goblins, orcs, humans elves have probably never fought side by side maybe the brevity that's happening here kind of sets in a little bit too that this is all or nothing this is win or die there's no in between there's no losing gracefully to the enemy this time but looking over all these tents you realize that you have upwards of eight thousand troops under your command and then you get a little smirk because you remember that your generals are Martin, Alicia, and Xandro, who have been a pain in your ass these last three years. Martin and Alicia and Xandro, the same three people who brought this demon apocalypse into existence. The same ones that made you call a court because they killed a boy in his wizarding tower. The same ones that risked everything to try to bring you back into this world where you got to meet your grandmother 390 times removed. Who could ever say that? Especially as a human. And tomorrow, no matter what happens tonight, you have a feeling that you're not going to see at least half of these people ever again. I reach over and I pull Zariah closer, communicating silently through the squeeze in our arms as I wonder who I'm not going to see again. And she squeezes tight, tighter as she shows that she understands. The next morning, the camp's breaking down. Each of you are walking around, looking over the troops that Queen Rebecca has assigned you. You guys gather in Queen Rebecca's tent. Earlier that day, a scouted rode back and told you that the line goes from forest to forest at the end of the river and the path. That there are over 10,000 demons and it was hard. They lost count at 10,000 because the demons seemed to be crawling over each other waiting. They could see the makeout in the, in the distance in the back, a black castle. And it seemed to very omnisciently move forward towards them the longer they stayed there. And they set this up on a board in front of you. Uh, Queen Rebecca, you see one major problem. That is if you continue with this march down the road, you're only going to be fighting 25% of the demon force because there is a very large river between the other side of the land and where you're marching. But the reports say that that river ends right where the line of demons starts. And that whole land is black. It's called the Crater of Remembrance. No life has ever been able to come from that since Crystaldale was ripped from its ground there. We seem to have a problem. Can anyone give me any solutions? What seems to be the problem? The river is our problem. We are only going to be fighting a small portion of the army. 
How can we get through to Deimos if we are not taking out more of his demons? So what are we all talking about? Let's go across the bridge. There is an opportunity here to attack them on two fronts. Do you suggest we split the army? Maybe. If we cross and went up to, is it open fields? Is it forest? The scout will just say, yes, yeah, it's mostly plains. Okay, so it'd be good for cavalry? Uh, yeah, the dragonborn would know more. That's where they used to live. Sounds like I'm taking my cavalry and the militia and the dragonborns and we're crossing. I don't know. We, we've always known that this battle's not going to be won by defeating his army. It's going to be won by defeating him. I think that's where we're going to come into play. We, we can't run across a 10,000-man army just to get to Deimos. We've got to soften the lines to be able to get through. What about drawing them to the bridge? Have half our army across the bridge and the other half on this side of the bridge. That's a six-hour retreat. Yeah, that's too far. From the back of the room, you hear, well, why don't you take the whole army across the bridge and I'll take the road. And you turn and see Abigail. Do you think you can hold it by yourself? I don't think there's a demon alive I can't take. I don't think there's going to be much on that side of the bridge anyway. I have tricks. I'm sure I could hold them back. And like Alicia just said, a lot of it's going to be going for your army. At least I could stop any advance from trying to make it to anywhere else while we're holding this down. It's an option. Of course, it is the L side of the road. They know that forest better than anybody. In fact, if the rumors are true, the elves control the forest. It could be a some advantage. That might work. Xandro, if you wanted to leave your elves with Avagard, they could easily hold that and maybe even advance once we hit them from the other side. Yeah, we could do that. Avagard says, but I will be out of position this time, King Xandro. I won't be able to protect you like I did last time. We all have to make sacrifices. Understood but we need to get you home as well. Well, there'll be no home if we don't complete this. So what's the rest of the plan? The clerics are mostly going to serve as support. They will be mostly set up to heal others and get in any shots where they can. They will be behind whatever is the uh, initial strike. And the initial strike is going to be who? The orcs and the guards or the cavalry? I would say the orcs, the militia, the guards. The cavalry I would actually probably bring in late once everybody's engaged, hit them from the side. I think we should start with the clerics. They've got their ranged attacks. I'm sure we have some archers. Which they can do. I would think anybody with range would, would be the initial attack. Maybe start them off on the left side of them. Shoot stuff, get their attention and then come right up the middle with the orcs and the militia. Is Adam here? Adam's in the camp, Avangard says. He was able to figure out the weather control orb, right? Yeah, he attuned to it. It was amazing. He could uh, make a heavy fog. We'd have a lot better chance of getting close without being seen. All the powers of nature. I want him to create fog. Do you want to get close without being seen? I can get close, but I get what you're saying. I'm not saying that he makes fog the entire time. She goes, I'll see what I can do. And she leaves the tent. That's a good call there, Martin. I have those from time to time. If we got a thick enough fog, maybe we can take the clerics to the left, take the archers with them, start kind of drawing their attention that way, the middle. Well, that's fine, but I want to have people... Well, yeah, we need some type of cover. Yeah, but I also, I want to have people separating the demons from the clerics. That way the clerics can fall back to a support role easily enough. I mean, no plan ever survives contact with the enemy anyways, so. All right, well then, my cavalry will come in from the left, which will offer uh, a chance for the clerics to fall back. The best way for the cavalry to work as well is hit and run attacks. Don't don't get caught up in a melee. Hit them hard, back out, make another run at them. Well, I got nothing then. Why not have the militia in front of the clerics? That's what I'm thinking. Maybe the orcs as well. I know they'll want to be in, in, up front. I thought the orcs and the militia you were having take up right up the middle. That's what I was saying, up front. I like that. Have Avagard with the elves on the on the far bank. We'll push with the orcs, the militia, and the clerics, and the archers. The archers and the clerics will open up first. And then once we're in contact, we can bring in the cavalry from the sides. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, not a good one, but it's something. <laughs> I don't think there's ever a good plan for this. And at what point do we break for Deimos? <sighs> That's a good question. Are we going to be finding Deimos back in that black castle beyond the de- demons? Or is he going to be fighting uh, alongside his demon bond? I don't know. I, we saw him in Crystaldale fighting. He may come out again, but I, I he, have no idea. He was all the way in the back, too. Yeah. Most cowards are. We're either going to have to go around. If there's no way around, we're going to have to make a hole through the center. Sounds like for the center, then we're going to have to form more of a wedge and spread them out as we can try to come in through the middle. Also, if we could take three wizards, have one with each of us, as well as Queen Rebecca, that way we can send messages back and forth if we get separated. Uh, from the back. Zariah says, I can handle giving messages to Queen Rebecca. Very well. We'll still need three for myself, Zandro, and Alicia. Outside of that, I can't think of anything else right away. I think that sounds like our best option. Uh, What of the dragonborn and the guards and the werewolves? Are the werewolves 
together with the cleric? And do we send all of our clerics to one side and leave Avagard and the elves with nothing? How many human clerics? Uh, a couple hundred. I'll, I'll send a hundred with Avagard and the elves. That should be fine. When do we leave? Cover of night would help us get into position a lot easier as well with the fog. So maybe leave out so we'd hit it just before first light. Well, it's a six-hour walk. We're going to have to leave well before first light. I understand. Oh, good. It sounds like we have another day of just preparing. Zariah will look over at Queen Rebecca and say, well, give everybody a chance to have one more day. Queen Rebecca nods and says, prepare what you need to. We leave at dusk. It's early morning. Martin, you find a spot where some of the clerics are hanging out, and you realize, judging by the yellow feather that they all wear, these are the clerics of Arlen. And you know that that human facade they're all wearing is a camouflage to the true strength that lies underneath, which is in the form of a werewolf. Is Morthos among them? He is. Morthos, could I have a word with you? Absolutely, Martin. He gets up and starts walking over to you, reaches out with his left hand, smiles. I take it with my right hand. I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. This plan may fall apart within the first five minutes. But at some point, I'm going to have to break off and go for Deimos himself. And I would like for you to take over for me once that time comes. Martin, all clerics are trained in battle. We'll know what to do once you break off. Just point us in the right direction. Well, it's a lot easier when you have one person calling the shots. It's a lot easier to keep everybody on track. I guess that's all I've really got to say. Just tell me, Martin, where do you want the werewolves of Arlen? We would enjoy a run up the middle. First strike if we could. Stick by me, then. When you need your hole, we'll make it. <laughs> I'm not planning on leading from the back. Good, because I didn't plan on being anywhere near the back come a long way since you kept in a ship. Well, with any luck, I'll be able to return to that soon enough. I wish you luck, my friend. I wish luck to us all. After this is over, you have any interest in getting your sea legs back? No, I know my place now. I've accepted who I am as a werewolf. I need to stay here. Fair enough. I'm gonna go do nothing for the next 18 hours. Don't do nothing. Martin, find somebody to spend the time with. And he grabs your shoulder and he goes, I'm going back to my clerics. All right. You can join I'll us. You are a cleric of Arlen. I got some things I need to do first, and I'll come back. King Zandro, you <laughs> head off into the woods and easily find some time to yourself. You're getting used to having your powers back. You remember the last time you fought Deimos. He came out one-on-one. -on -one. This is the first time he's had an army at his disposal like this. You start jumping into the trees run up to trees bouncing off of them easily jumping from tree to tree wondering where this agileness was when you fell out of the tree with the five guys who walked underneath you you easily find a good sprint and you are now in the treetops in the woods knowing that you cannot be bothered by anybody even your fellow elves I'm gonna sit down, Razmala. Brother, I don't know what I should call you. You hear a voice behind you. He says, I don't have much time, but the brother has always been worth it. You sent me here for a purpose, and I plan to carry that out. You sent you here, brother. I know it's fuzzy that memories are coming back, but this was your call. Maybe I will see you again. If you don't, brother, I've already given you everything that I can, and you've remembered more than you probably should have, but it will be good in the coming time. Know that through your power, I am with you. Well, just watch over us and we'll see what happens. Tell the others. We are all watching over you. And he fades into the wind. Just going to hang out there for, for a while and then make it back to the camp and just kind of go from group to group, wishing them well. Alicia, a food cart, where are you going? I was going to go scout my troops and wish everybody good luck. You walk in and the cavalry stands up as you walk by, but they're not looking too happy. The militia, though, they try to line up. and I'm going to stop at the cavalry. What's wrong? One of them steps forward and says, no offense, ma'am. What battle experience do you have? A lot more than you're thinking I probably do. I've already gone up against Deimos and his army once. Maybe it'll be enough. And he points and he says, but I've been captain of this cavalry for a very long time. And I'm appalled that you didn't even invite us to the tent so that we could talk about what we can and can't do with our horses. I had no say in that. I was called to the tent. As long as you know that upon horseback, a cavalryman could pretty much sprint across water, ride like the wind, and get over any terrain that walking king soldiers can. As long as you understand that we are better and probably more aligned just to be some backup group. I understand. There is a plan for you, which will be discussed soon. And I will duly note that I will not want you as a backup group. Then you have our lances. And they all give like a good shrug and they stand up a little bit tighter. Thank you. I'll move on to the next one. Uh, it'll be the militia. And they were just lining up to get ready as they saw you coming. It is a hodgepodge of people who just live in Enon who came across to join this military. You guys ready to go? As you look 
and you say this and you make eye contact, you notice that more than a lot of them are very nervous about this. And they say together almost in unison, but some of them not so much with the heart than with just the voices. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Don't be nervous. We are going up against a large army, but I feel we will prevail. We've got good on our side. Remember what you've been trained. Listen to what you're told. You will do just fine. Yes, ma'am. They still look nervous. There's not a lot of confidence with this group. And as you look around, you know that these are merchants. Some of them probably were farmers before the demon apocalypse. Some of them have probably lost their family and want nothing but revenge, and that's why they're here. A couple of them look like they're not even old enough to be standing in that line. Few of them look like they couldn't even lift the swords they've been given. Get yourself something to eat, breathe, relax. You're in good hands. Yes, ma'am. And I will move on to the next one. As you leave, they break and they go. Alicia, you walk over to this little camp lit by a fire, and there is about 60 or 70 dragonborn sitting around it. There's one old guy, old dragonborn in the middle. Hello? Please, sit down and join us. I think I'm going to stay standing for now. I appreciate the offer, though. Can we do something for you? Just want to make sure you guys are ready to go. Yeah, we're ready. I got all kind of explosions lined up for him tomorrow. What he's trying to say is we're we're ready. That's what I said. You have any concerns? Yeah, a few. Well, let's hear them. Oh, um, well, I don't want to die. Well, just remember your training. Train? It's. I, I hope <laughs> you were trained. She thinks I've been trained. Uh, I was assuming you were. <laughs> he's not trained. They've no. They've all been trained, just not how you think training. We have been one with the land. We have been over it and hunting and surviving during this whole demon apocalypse together as one unit. They are trained. Just don't expect military strategy from them. Just give them a task and they will accomplish it. That was the whole plan. We are going through your guys' old home territory. Is there anything about the land I need to know? Yeah. If you see this bright blue flash of light, don't be near it when it explodes. Um, there was this messenger one time. Never did find all of them. Uh, okay. And any idea what this light is? Yeah, well, it brought these weird people. But we got them, we got them back through the light, so it was fine. Did you cause the light? No. I, ca- I cause explode. Well, technically explosions have light, but this one in particular was not me. So you caused the explosion, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so maybe this time you don't, you know, cause an explosion on our guys. It wasn't me. You just said you caused it. No. Uh, one dragonborn in the back raises a glass and says, For Bort! The old man will speak up. We have the magics of the land with us. We will do our part. That's all I can ask. Thank you. Alicia, you end up back towards the middle of camp, and you see Xandro just walking around and talking with different people. So I'm going to walk over to the queen. Hey, queen. Do you have a minute? For you, Alicia, yes. I think we should use the militia as a backup and have the cavalry go in making swooping attacks. The militia just doesn't seem to to be in any condition to be a leader and be up there first fighting on the front lines. I think they're just going to get slaughtered and prove no challenge to anybody. I agree. They've come to show their support for Enon, but they are not battle ready. Let's hold them back until absolutely necessary. Thank you. I will let them know. It's starting to become dusk. People are getting their stuff together. So the army starts heading out, and you're coming up to the bridge. The dragonborns break off. Everybody starts breaking off, and a few of the clerics stay with the elves and Avagard as she moves forward. A hundred of the, the regular clerics go, but a couple of the goblins break off and start heading that way as well. Oi! Yeah! Nah, you're with us. No, no, I still am training. He's training us. And they point at one of the clerics. I, I look at the one they're pointing to. Just, is that right? Uh, yeah. We we have a little training, but um, just these two. That's fine then. Okay. And the goblins go. Good. We're good to go with the elves. I'm happy. They break off, and you guys head into the field. You start marching. Twilight comes, and you start to crest this one hill, and you can see now in the distance this large army as night is starting to set. It seems like it goes from the left of Enon to the right of Enon where you stand. It looks like it covers every square inch. It won't be long for us for you guys to reach there. You look over the river, and it seems like Avagard is walking down the road on her own. All the elves and the goblins seem to have disappeared. And the rook walks over to you and goes, Martin, if things go bad, I brought the horn. So you just tell me when. If 
crap goes crazy, I'll blow this thing. Now, me and Abigail, we're, we're really close now. And he hugs the horn. Don't blow it until I say to, okay? I don't plan on blowing it at all. Oh, you mean the horn. Yeah, no, I got it. Adam, do your thing. He says, all right. And he opens up his hand, and as he does that, the ball starts to float in front of him. And the discs seem to separate and spin the gyro so fast. And then all of a sudden you see blue and white mixtures and then white, and it looks like a cloud forms in the inside. During this, if you're looking, you see Adam's eyes turn gray. And then all of a sudden, this thick fog covers the whole field. And Adam just says, not sure how long I can hold this. I'll, I'll turn back to the rook and say, uh, send a message to Zariah to let Queen Rebecca know that we're in position and ready. Okay, she'll hear me through the horn. And he starts pulling the horn up. Ah! Wait, what? Here's magic, not the fucking horn. <sighs> You're no fun. He turns around and puts two fingers to his head. And I swear to God, if you if you even look at that horn like you're going to blow it, I will snap it in two. He comes out and he goes, okay, message sent. Uh, in the back, Zariah says to Queen Rebecca, well, I mean, Captain Obvious up there sent a message that we're ready, but I think the fog kind of gave it away. If you want to address anybody, now would be the time. You start squeezing the river as you ride up past all these people, and it seems to bolster people enough. And you ride to the front of this entire army. I stand before you today, not as your queen. A queen can force her people to go to war, to fight some known or unknown monster, power or regime. For all the power a queen holds, I stand before you today, not as your queen, but as a person, a citizen of this world, a person who calls Enon home. This home that we have all fought for, this home that I wish to walk hand in hand with Zariah and see future generations grow. This land that was settled and established by our elders before us. We must stand together and never back down. If we do, it will be taken from us. We must face what will come together as equals. If we falter, if we break ranks, all is lost. Separately, we will fall. Enon will fall. We've tried time and time again to defeat Deimos. But as we now know, strength comes from being united. So on this day, the eve of the rise of the new Enon, the Enon that will be the dawn of this new era, an era of peace and prosperity built on the backs of our fearless soldiers, we begin a new page for the history books. United and stronger for the first time, our people, tribes, and nations, once at war between and within ourselves, stand together to bring an end to Deimos' reign. No more. He will not have power over who we are and what our fate will become. Deimos will fall. And as the sun rises over our land, the new Enon, the Enon free of demonic tyranny, will rise. Starting with the orcs, a loud cheer comes up. It's very infectious as this loud roar comes across everybody. And they seem ready to go. We're looking on their generals for orders what needs to happen next for where we go he yells for enon and the entire orc army just gets up and starts running this is the best day of their lives as they scream across the field the clerics will follow right behind for enon after a while you lose the orcs into the fog and all of a sudden you hear the sounds of battle as the whole army moves up you're you're close enough now you hear this and it just sounds like tearing and ripping swords and battle axes clashing against each other major screams coming out almost from both sides and then you see something that terrifies you what looks like large fireballs bursting where your orc army had entered into the fray into this fog cloud and just as it happens, Adam says, I can't hold it any longer. The or con weather control orb, it folds back together. Adam grabs it, but he starts huffing. And as the fog clears, it seems like there are a few orcs still fighting, but there is a great big black spot where not only the orcs, but a lot of the demon army was standing. Uh, I'm going to say, is that our hole? The wizard sends a message, and both Xandro and Martin, your wizards, turn to you and... 
Uh, Alicia wants to know if that's the hole. It's just a black spot, essentially. There's black where the land of the crater starts. This is now a new black spot. It looks like from where you are that, you know, Martin kicks in his little eagle vision. And as he zooms in on this big black area, what it looks like, it looks like a good thousand, maybe less, of the demons are gone. But so is almost all the orcs. You hear a weird, almost weak voice. A young man, probably 14, 15, starts charging across the field on his own, breaking ranks from the militia. He ran through people. Nobody even saw him. And as you listen closely, he's yelling for Enid. It bolsters the rest of the people as they start cheering. And without your command, the entire army starts moving up on its own to charge this battlefield that's going before them. To almost take a, take vengeance upon those that had just decimated the orcs within this area but this time they're more spread out the whole army looks like it's approaching their army in one fell swoop uh i'll send a message or i'll i'll tell have the wizard have the rook uh (laughs) send a message back to alicia saying yeah that's our hole let's get through let's go he sends the message in over and the wizard goes yep that's it um but they're already going we should catch up and he starts running (laughs) uh i'll i'll tell the Non-Morthos, non-Werewolf clerics. Uh, I'll tell all of them. Salvage what you can from, from the Orc army. If you can raise any, do it. If there's any left alive, heal them, get them back in the fight. You all see on the field, you see almost like a reddish glow. Martin, as you zoom in, Avagard is levitating across the field. She's trying to get to that hole for some reason. I'll turn to the wizard and say, archers, and I'll take off running forward. The <laughs> archers drop, and they throw down. Bowmen come up to help them out, and they start firing volleys of arrows into this before your rest of your armies. Is oh. Zariah with me? Uh, Zariah is riding, trying to catch up with you, but you are a master rider, and your horse is kicking. You seem to be overtaking some of the armies that are on the ground. The cavalry looks over, and they can't even. These are horsemen known to everyone. You get to the line as soon as Avagard gets to the line. Avagard takes her staff and slams it to the ground. And as she does it, she comes out. It looks like a hundred meat-soaked skeletons with bone come to life around her in this area. She cracks a smile and looks over the people that are here. And she goes, it's time for my revenge, too. And as she does, demons seem to come up alongside of those. What you see is weird. As Rebecca rides on the line and jumps off of her horse into a fledge of demons, she throws out both daggers in the air and almost whirlwind and opens up a great crater where she is. Behind her, there's a boom as Zariah nicely gets off of her horse and casts a spell and moves the demons back. As the spray starts happening, those demons and new undead that came forward from Avagard start fighting against the demons as well. I, the cavalry will be the first people there, and you are amazed at what they can do with their lances and stuff. They break the lines of the demons, and you see this great outburst happening as well. Wizards are flinging fireballs in front of all these armies. Martin, you are about to hit the line, and right almost next to where Alicia is about to hit the line. Martin is taking the werewolf clerics up through the middle, and I, I ordered the other clerics to try and raise any of the any of the orc army that they could if there's anybody that they can get immediately back into the fight okay good so martin you're running up with your army you look behind you as you see what happened with this with, with avagard going on and the cleric's kind of like taken aback but they're running up there as well you come forward and there's orcs fighting you see the queen leap from her horse and literally tear through about 20 demons within a split second faster than your eyes can blink you see Avagard raise his demon army. They're going through. You're about to break through when you start hearing cracking and flesh ripping. And all of a sudden, those human clerics that are running alongside you transform into these werewolves, overtake you, and break the line, start forcing them back. You now run into the demon. As I'm running forward, kind of aggravated that someone outpaced me, I'm going to call on the hand of Arlen, bring it forth, and... I'm going to wade into this massacre that's about to happen. As you do, you start swinging the trident out around furiously. And you literally come across the throat of six or seven demons as they disappear from this yellow power that now courses through. Right behind you, 
rousing speech from the queen and the orcs being taken out, they figured now or never. And everybody literally from their own, your plan fell to hell before it even got started. Everybody broke ranks. Do I see any sign of any kind of higher demon that's in charge? Hard to see through this massive, crazy demon hood that's going on. And now, like I said, you see this too. The queen ripping through people. Avagard calling forth these undead and starting to rip through people. She's casting spells. Zariah's hitting these people with spells as well. You see Martin jump into the fray and his buddies turn to werewolves right before your eyes and start tearing through these demons as Martin himself starts ripping through them with his trident. So the first thing I'd like to do is, I guess, just run forward and just start shooting left and right. All right, so you're in the right side, your army's reaching up, and as you do, you start firing left and right. You see your arrow sinking into demons as they disappear, but it seems like the onslaught is coming and coming. But as you are poised, as always, your feeling of your old self starts coming forward. You are a demigod in the land of mortals. And you realize that your power extends past that, so you draw three arrows at the same time, release them from your bow, all three of them hit the mark. It's coming back to you as this happens, your blue armor just glowing as different volleys of spells and arrows hit. They seem to be reflecting off of that shield itself. The dragonborn are going to be alongside of me running in, and they're going to go make sure that that hole is clear for me to get through. You are running up to this fray to get into the fight yourself. And as you do, you're seeing your cavalry run through everything that's going on. The dragonborn, even the old one that you didn't, you thought maybe might be too frail for this fight, seemed to keep pace with you. In fact, to your right is the old dragonborn, and to your left are two younger dragonborns. One of them had that weird, funny accent talking about explosions right there. And right before you all get to the line, the three of them pause as they throw out their hands. And yes, just like he promised, huge explosions happen along with different rays. It seems like spirits coming from the ground and ripping open these demons to give you a slight hold. This is going to yell back, I see what you mean. Thank you. And keep running. Uh, you get into the fray. What's the first thing you do? Dip and dodge and try not to get hit as I use finesse and acrobatics to make my way through there to try to get past them to go find Deimos. Okay, nice. Everybody else seems to take out gobs of demons, but you, with a little bit more finesse and your fighting style being way different, the first thing you do is run into the fray, dodge underneath the first strike, your dagger finding parchment in that one. You do a backflip very quickly as one of the greatest is from one of the bigger demon orcs comes out of nowhere and it goes underneath your feet as you slice its throat. You fall into a roll letting your daggers go out as you hit a couple of them in the thigh area and take them down and you end your assault by driving your daggers deep into like a demon looking centaur thing as it vanishes before you. Well I have my, my daggers drawn and I continue to with my crazy awesome acrobatic skills uh, to spin and twist and slash my way through single-minded to the point of recklessness, trying to make my way further and further into this horde of demons with nothing but the idea of getting the demons on my mind. Spin slashing the shit out of everything. Martin, you're coming down the middle, so you see this. Your queen is not only reckless, she is, in modern terms, definitely taking out faster and more experienced than even Master Yoda would have. Flipping and spinning and slashing at all these things, trying to make it through the line. The line is starting to slow you down now, and some of these demons seem to fight back. In fact, Queen Rebecca, you take about 15 points of damage as some of the demons in your acrobatics seem to slash out at you. But you see this going on, Martin. You also see Zariah trying to protect the queen, but she seems to be being overrun as she digs herself deeper into this onslaught of demons. Cut my way over to, towards Zariah and start helping her out so she can get caught back up with Queen Rebecca. You move that way. Some of your clerics of Arlen now in werewolf form see what's happening as they tear a line for you as you get over there. You start using your tridents to dig away at different things when all of a sudden, out of the corner of your eye, you see this giant green sword coming straight for your face. You're way out of position and overreached. Right when you think the impact's gonna happen, you hear cling, and you look up, and you see Steve the Dragonborn, his greatsword outstuck as it holds on to this other greatsword that was coming straight for your head. Before I do or say anything, I'm gonna take that moment to stab the demon that was trying to hit me in the 
in the stomach with the trident. It disappears, and he says, "Keep moving, Martin." And he dump he dumps himself right into this fray with a great sword swinging. The amazing thing is, this Steve that you used to make fun of, terrible singer, used to accuse him of killing people with his voice, is now tearing through this army like an experienced fighter. You're almost amazed at how far he's gone. Xandro, you're about to reach the line as you're running and firing. You're about to get into thicker demon territory. You know you're probably no good this close with the bow. A quick look and see, are there any friendly people in front of me? Now there are, they're starting to bury in. You know, you were following orcs, but you definitely have guards that are surrounded you as well in here. And a couple of wizards that seem to be fighting near you, trying to keep pace with you. And they sound, they sound like they're way out of breath. I'm going to just keep moving forward, stepping over bodies and keep firing arrows straight in front of me in my At one point you see Zariah uh, has one coming up behind her and you quickly switch your bow and fire off a shot. It disintegrates that one and she gives you a nod. I'll nod back and keep moving. I'm going to stick with the plan and the plan was to get to the back of the line and go find Deimos. So I'm going to keep dipping, diving, dodging, <laughs> flipping. Uh, sure enough, yeah, you start moving. Definitely not with the skill of Rebecca, but... As you're jumping around this time, those spider arms that were coming out of your armor when you first came out of the portal start stabbing into demons as well. You seem to be taking six or more out at a time, but one of them gets a lucky shot at you, and you take eight points of slashing damage. Queen Rebecca, you're starting to almost get overrun. It doesn't seem like the powers are behind you with Zariah even at your side and all this other stuff going on. You might get overtaken if you try to stay where you are. I recognize this, I have, I, I feel the exhaustion and I look back and I and I don't see Zariah behind me and I, and I panic momentarily and start to kind of retreat and fight my way backward toward her, realizing that I don't want to go through this fight without her by my side. So I make my way back toward her because we are stronger together. As you start digging through them, you seem to find a way to manage to dodge each of these blows. Just the thought of being by Zariah has made you more agile, more movement, more dexterous. In fact, at one point in this, you realize that there's going to be about six demons that are going to strike at the same time. You noticing this, you do this little parkour thing off of two of the demons and get up into the air and do this almost vertical spin as they almost take each other out. Your dagger's finding parchment as you hit the ground. You're starting to open up and see Zariah again. Martin, you're starting to get overrun as well. You you got a little deep. Your werewolf clerics look like they are starting to get the shit kicked out of them. Morthos! Yeah! Let's make that hole! And you hear behind you, you want a hole, mate? I'll make you a hole. And you look behind you and you see Rusty in full plate armor swing his hammer around and throw it. The hammer doesn't stop as it pierces through demon after demon after demon making a hole. He reaches his hand out and on his way back it wipes out a few more of the demons and he jumps into the fray with you. Rusty? Hi, mate. God, are you a god? <laughs> no, but I'm having fun. <laughs> Going for that hole. <laughs> Xandro, you're coming up to the line now. You're about to pierce this line. What do you do? Just keep firing and keep running forward. All right, nice. As you're running forward, these demons strike out. And from anybody else, it looks like the demons are tearing you apart. But your blue armor seems to be deflecting every shot that comes your way from each one of these. And with grace unknown to anybody ever seen, whether it be elf or not, you seem to be firing faster and faster and faster, taking out these demons before you, and you're making a hole as well. You guys both know that Avagard has broken the line now. She has actually made it to the back with the help of these undead. There's some of them that are still done and she's tearing through. And as you start to get around and, and make it through this part of the hole, you hear a familiar scream, but it is blood curdling. As you see Zariah fall to the ground, looking behind her, a lightning bolt had just come from Dafina's hands as her eyes are blazed up again and the book is floating around her. She seems to now be taking out everybody that you consider to be friends or on your side in the military. Whatever the Queen and Avagard thought that was done with Zariah's help didn't seem to take, and now she's starting to rip through. As you scan the rest of it, the crew that was with her must have been playing along because now they are starting to kill everybody on your side as well as these different militia and people seem to be following fo falling for it 
you do hear a big sound coming from your right. Big footprints. Boom. 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 It catches your eyes. You look over. The forest seems to be parting its way. You can almost see what looks like a mountain moving through this. Out of nowhere, you see a familiar elf literally run behind the enemy lines. And you hear him saying, All right, my friends, you need to move. They're coming through. And this is not going to be pretty, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And as he gets fun out, you see a Tarrasque break the forest line and start stomping its way through the demons, chasing him through. It's Adron who had fought with you in the graveyard against the Yanti. And he is hauling ass. But it is the, one of the funniest things you've ever seen as this giant monster of a beast is now chasing him through. And he goes, Pissing it off was easy! I'm not sure I'm gonna get him to stop! What the fuck did you do? <laughs> Alicia, it's your turn and you see this giant mountain running at you. Oh, shit. Giant mountains running at you. You hear the scream of Zariah, you see Dafina and some of your old crew now tearing through your armies, not the demon army. I'm going to go left of this mountain that is coming at me, and I'm going to slice and dice and make my way on like a diagonal to the left to okay. continue to make my way to the back. You break the line, and as you do, this elf just runs right by you, like, and he goes, Hi, hi, Alicia, long time no see. I gotta talk to you later. And he keeps running, and now you look to the right, and it looks like this mountain is chasing him. You jump out of the way into this field, this black open land that seems disgusting as this terrest nearly steps on you, decimating the demons as it goes. Queen Rebecca, you've heard your wife scream. You saw in your eyes as she went down to her knees, your half-sister fired lightning bolt into her she screams out this magical book flying around her you see her looking around smiling as the old crew seems to be taking out some of the just regular militia that's around they're not going to be able to do much more than that and she's starting to walk towards you I, I run toward her and as I do I pull out a dagger and aiming right between her eyes I throw it at her with all my might 28 10 piercing damage plus 7 fire damage. As this fire dagger flies to the air, she seems to smile. She casts a spell with her hand, but the blue shield doesn't stop this dagger from piercing through. And it stabs her in the shield, And she casts another. Like, give me a dexterity save. It's the same. 22. Probably higher. Yeah. You dodge out of the way lightning bolt strikes a few people behind you and it leaves a hole in Eric's chest as he falls to the ground letting go of his great sword as well. But you make it up to where she is and you realize now that you've been betrayed. Why? Because Deimos is my master and I will have Martin's life. thing we've done for you. I want to I wanna hit her again. I'm just so mad that she hit is Zariah okay? You don't know, but you need to take care of the threat before you can go back to Zariah or uh, Eric. No. Uh, so give me an uh, initiative roll. 20. Martin, you saw what happened, but you don't hear anything. You do see the queen make it to her in the midst of your battles and stuff, but you have one goal here. Uh, am I at the line? You are deep inside these demons. <laughs> I say a quick silent prayer to Arlen to protect Queen Rebecca, and I continue pushing forward. Uh, you say this this prayer to Arlen, and you see a sight you've never seen before. A seemingly very small yellow dragon that came out of almost nowhere, flying towards Queen Rebecca. Power infuses you. You punch forward with just your god arm, and as you do, a burst of goes, you and the rest of your clerics make it through the line. Morthos next to you. They look a little beat up and now they're holding off the demons and coming after them as well. You look around and you're not sure what's going on. Give me a perception. Nine. You don't see Deimos anywhere. All you see is a pedestal and up on the pedestal is a half-elf for some reason. Xandro, you make it through the line. Some of the orcs that survived seem to make it over to you. Quite a few, more than you would think of the guards, also bust the line with you in the well, as well. And you are fighting off this demon horde from the rear as well. I'm looking around for Deimos. All right, so give me a perception check. That'd be a 25. You see a half-elf up on a dais by a throne. And you originally looked past it. 
And then you remember the last time you fought Damon that in his mortal form, he is a half-elf. As you make this realization, he looks at you and he just smiles. With that 24 as well, you see a familiar half-orc come up next to him, pour him some tea and pull out a maul. And standing to his right is Grogon the Smasher. Motherfucker! Alicia. My plan still has not changed. Yep. You tear through the line, and more than enough of the militia come through, and so do the dragonborn. A lot of your cavalry seem to just be messing with the rest of what's left of these demons. As you notice that half the militia has turned on each other, and now they're killing each other. And as you look around, it dawns on you that maybe that half of the militia was with the Fina. You can save their life or go along with the plan. Go along with the plan. Okay. You break ranks and you start heading in. Give me a perception roll. 18. Uh, you just see like a half-elf on a, on a dais. And from where you're standing, it looks like a half-orc as well up there, but it's hard to see from here. You do see Martin. Yeah, next to you, right, would be Martin and his clerics. They seem to be holding off the demons. Martin's looking around as well. He is a distance away, but you could start heading that way if you want to. All right, yeah, then I'm going to head over towards him. Okay, you start running towards Martin. All right, Queen Rebecca. Do I get to hit her? She gets to go first. She rolled a 22. As she points a finger at you, I need a constitution saving roll. 14. A black bolt of energy hits you in the chest. 88. Shit. You feel the sickening, decaying feeling, but you and your resolve, especially as queen, keep your composure, and you're close enough to strike. I'm gonna. 30. You see this golden dragon land as soon as you strike out, and both of your daggers go deep. You get sneak attack because you have an ally within five feet of the person you're attacking. I just need some damage to know if Dafina's gonna survive this. How would you like to kill Dafina? As I lunge forward, I am taking my daggers and I am sticking them up her ribs kind of way so I can then pull her close to me as I whisper, you are not deserving of this death. And then I pull my daggers out and watch her bleed out in front of me. As you pull your daggers out, she coughs up some blood and lands on you and your resolve is standing firm. She looks down at the blood as the book falls behind her. She doesn't almost know what to make of this. She goes to talk. And all you see is this waterfall of blood come out of her mouth as she collapses to the ground in front of you. She's dead, but Zariah and Eric are down. I run to Zariah. She opens her eyes and goes, that hurt. <laughs> and, I, and I pull her to her feet. I say, we must get you to a cleric. She says, no, I have to do this. And she starts moving her fingers as you know that she's done for casting sigils. And she starts muttering in a very deep and guttural language. You've never felt magic before, but you could feel it humming off of her, whatever she's doing. She makes eye contact with you as she throws her hands forward. And what looks like flames, but they're black, engulf the demons in front of you. And she opens up this 40-foot hole, and you can see Eric. She stumbles back and lands on the ground and sits down and goes, I'll, I'll get I'll get to a cleric. Help Eric. Martin, Alicia's coming up on your left. You see Xandro to your right, but you, you're looking around. Xandro seems to be intent on that half-elf that's up there. You see Grogon the Smasher pouring tea and handing it to the half-elf who takes it and starts drinking. Xandro is near you, though, moving in that direction. Xandro, I don't... Where, where do you think Damos is? Should we try to get into the castle? Right there. Right there, next to Grogon. That little fucker? That's him. Okay. Uh, I look around for Alicia. She's actually going to make it to you. You see that your army seems to be winning, and with Defina down, there's a bunch of people very confused, holding weapons, dropping them, trying to figure out what's going on around them. Some of them have fought back against the demon horns. Avagard breaks the line as well. You hear a sound, Alicia, Xandro, and Martin, that you've only heard once in your life. You look up as the sound of scratching and clawing stones is heard. And you see black dragons climbing all over the dark tower. They take flight and they start coming towards the armies as they let out breath. Some of the armies fall, some of them die. The queen covers up Eric as she makes it to him. They land on the ground and they start fighting. But as they do, 
you see a shimmer person come out of the woods and then followed by a ton of them. And the old crew will remember the paladins and clerics of Jundar who were trapped in this mortal life as spirits on the island come tearing through and literally tear the dragons limb from limb. But now a good portion of your army is gone. A great portion of the demon army is gone. Each of those spirits seem to evaporate and it just seems to be you guys in this pedestal before you. Queen Rebecca, I, I, I assumed you were going to run here. Is that right? Well, Zariah told me to and you do not not listen to your dying wife give you <laughs> a direction so you make it to eric eric is dying but he's still alive he says at least i succeeded in my duties your highness you've done well eric and i and i look around for any sign of help in this chaos you're not sure what you see but the dragon comes over and it cuddles up on eric and a glow comes over and now your new characters are sitting around as this old guy has this leather-bound book open. He says, Deimos reaches towards Alicia with blinding speed. As she attempts to dodge out of the way, she is grabbed by her throat. Struggling, she manages to free her dagger. The moment she was gifted with it from the Silver Mother, she knew that it was to be part of something greater. And in her gut, she knows who to throw it to. Seeing Avagard move slightly on the ground, seemingly coming back from death, she throws the biter dagger, now pulsing with a black magic energy, towards Avagard. Deimos squeezes his hand hard, and the sound of Alicia's neck snapping echoes loudly so everyone can hear it. Her body goes limp, and he throws her down. Avagard, creating a field of black and red power swirling together, grabs the dagger out of the air. Looking towards Xandro, she nodded, throws a spider dagger towards Martin, its power pulsing harder as it zips through the seemingly endless gap between her and Martin. Xandro levels his bow and with expert precision launches an arrow screaming towards the dagger, blue power forming a comet-like tail behind his arrow. As it connected with the dagger, the blue intermingles with the red and black energies creating a field from the dagger. As Martin grabbed it, the yellow energy burst forth and he ran hard this dagger into Deimos's chest. A blur of colors, the power pulsing through his arm. He roars out with pain and there's a flash of blinding light. As the old man closes the leather-bound book and places it on the table, you can see an artistic rendition of the final events. He looks up at you three sitting there and he continues. In a flash of brilliant blue, Lake Adora is once again filled with the kingdom of Enan along with all of Adora. To this day, it's never been pierced. No one knows what happens within that bubble of magic, and only two people have ever come out of its impenetrable shell. King Xandril, the immortal brother of the elven god Rajmala, king of the elves in the west, and Lord General Martin Wildstorm, the leader of the High King's royal armies, who served three high kings before his recent death a few days ago, living to the ripe age of 150, longer than any known human in history. We will be gathering for his memorial funeral pyre tomorrow. But as he was at the end of his life, he reached out with his hand and cupped the air and said, Alicia, I have loved you, but we never had a chance. I'm proud of you, but you don't look like a grim reaper. And he took his last breath. In a note to the High King and his council, the Lord General named you Star Touched, whatever that means. It is why the council sent you to find Oroka Medallion, which you did retrieve, showing that you can work together and that there is something between you. And now we find out why. And we'll see you next season and next time on the Bros and Dragons podcast. Thank you for joining yeah. us, Amy. You can find Amy <gasps> Thanks on, for having me. You can find Amy on Twitter at a more is more. Yep, I got a dog one. in here now. You can check out check out the Dungeons and Dragons podcast wherever you find your local podcast. Thank you. You were an awesome queen. I don't think I could have done it better. Thank you very much for coming out. Anytime. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. We were glad to have you. Yes, we were. It's, you did it's a great a much job. Better voice. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm sure I'll see you hear you guys again soon, and uh, maybe another crossover sometime in the future. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, we would love to do a crossover, but I, I, I'm not sure Russ wants to do one. He just wants to come back on and talk to Adam, I heard. Wow. They have a little, you know, <laughs> <laughs> a little bro love. But thank yeah, you. I know you have to get I know right. you, I know you have to get up early. Thank you so much for coming out and doing this live for us. And awesome speech. I loved it. I, I'm excited to see my final cut of it. Keep it nerdy and live your dreams. Later. Happy 50th, everybody. Happy 50th. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Woo, 50. Oh, hello, everybody. Hello, Dr. Nick. What up? Wait, you're not allowed to say that for yourself. I wasn't. I was pretending like two people were here, ass. And watch your fucking language. We got a lady here today. Yeah, what the fuck? Who? <laughs> we are joined from Dungeons and Dragons, Amy Moore. Hi. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. I wasn't doing anything else today. <laughs> thanks for being on time. Yeah, John. No problem. <laughs> That better be a big stake on steak and a blowjob day. You're going to pull this shit on episode 50. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Jesus. Well, we say Jundar here, but yeah, same thing. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) That's bow and get out, motherfucker. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Hey, I'm thinking. I said leave. No. I hope somebody took the luck feet. No, I'm sorry. Just kidding. <laughs> wow. <laughs> pull out 3D20. <laughs> he oh, yeah. Speaking of, you got any of that purple, old man? We we talked about this. The purple is gone. I slid the last pouch in that young lady's bag when she left. What? Did you at least charge her? We Did have, you get something out of it? And it, as you're walking away, Alicia, you hear, no, we, you need to learn your place. And then it fades away as you walk away from the camp. Because if you don't shut him down, he will go for fucking ever. Oh, yeah. Hey, I don't care if Thea wants to find some purple stuff in her bag or whatever. Knock yourself out. <laughs> I think she might. <laughs> I, mean, I remember that very specific. All the gifts I give you, you just throw them into wishing wells anyway. <gasps> I was, oh, that was borderline divorce material right there. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I didn't know how unreasonably angry I could get at someone over a make-believe game. <laughs> pretty fun. Oh, you angry. haven't played with these guys long enough then. Right? <laughs> just wait a little bit. <sighs> Just know you might not listen to mine, but I listen to yours. As uh It doesn't make me it makes me feel a little bad. <laughs> it's all right. Uh <laughs> no, we the don't... episode where Keith Hey, if you want to ask questions, if you need to ask questions, you will show up for the out of character. Or show up oh. on time. Fine. I'm uh, always on time. Wait. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's John. Uh you end up... on time. I don't have a comeback. <laughs> Do I hear this? No. It's a lot of battle going on around you, sir. <laughs> you don't do that to Grogon, Doc. Uh, it may do have. That. It may have been in the stars from Kylie for it to happen. <laughs> I'm gonna have a talk with her. <laughs> uh, Kylie's character was Grogon, and she had to take. She's taken quite a bit of this. Record or of recording off from the podcast because she had some stuff come up in her life. She'll be back in three, but we had a conversation about Grogon before this happened. So, oh, I don't like that. I don't accept that. <laughs> Hold on a second. Okay, well, don't I'm talk. gonna ready a spell as soon as she gets within range. Okay. Oh, why am I in so many games? I only forgot one. You'll never forget the the sheet I forgot. Deimos? Yeah. You motherfucker. (laughs) Well, I didn't think you would survive this long. I didn't either. Vote of confidence is overwhelming. (laughs) Right? Oh, I knew the queen would make it. 
Except, I mean, there was that whole part where, you know, we didn't take any damage. Or really any actual fighting. Hey, uh, hold on. I took over 100 points of damage. Well, I can't help you <laughs> suck. <laughs> hey, I only have 37 points of damage now. You suck. You better right. come back. Now I see why they don't want to do the crossover. They just want to come back and talk to Adam. <laughs> we just like talking shit. <laughs> That's why I keep interrupting you a lot, Doc. Because Russ just lets me do it. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> and he doesn't have a choice because we're side by side. So I can just whack him to get him to shut up so I don't talk over him. <laughs> I tried to whack Doc one time to get him to shut up, but that turned into a whole different affair. Well, you weren't supposed to whack me off. That's what made me stop. That would cause, that'd be cause for pause for anyone. Cause for, cause pause. for a pause. <laughs> you know, just slightly, just a little. Uh, so like, whoop. This has been a Bros and Dragons production. <laughs>